Welcome to Blog Talk Radio in high fidelity. In much less detail, the podcast where we cut through the noise and give you your NFL breakdown in much less detail. Here are your hosts, Jay and Dre. It's not an NFL breakdown, but y'all know what time it is. It's time for Kings of Non Sequitur, the off-season version of In Much Less Detail, the podcast. Here with you live on a Monday night, April the 2nd, 2018. I'm Dre. He's Jay. We've got another preview of WrestleMania. This was the 34th WrestleMania that's coming up this coming Sunday, April the 8th, live from New Orleans. And we got some deja vu. If you've seen this movie before with Roman Reigns confronting Brock Lesnar at the end of the show and making everyone seem like he's going to be the big hero and, and conquer the beast. Uh, they're, they're trying it again. We're, we're going to try it one more time. I, I don't know how it's going to turn out this time. We don't have Seth Rollins available to come down with the money in the bank briefcase and save the show, but we'll we'll see how it breaks down this time. Uh, Jason is here. Our wrestling expert, Jerry, is in the house. He's on the phone. Always glad to have Jerry with us. How are you guys doing tonight? Doing good. Ready to go. I'm, I, I usually uh, take a little more of a back seat during this show. So I'll, I'll be here with my, uh, my, my pithy commentary and uh, a couple of things that I noticed during the show and I uh, had a little hour gap in the middle of the show. So that was my drive home from work and uh, got a little dicier the closer I got home. Roads are getting a little slick. We got a snowstorm coming and yes, yeah, snowstorm. I did say snowstorm. Uh, Jerry, Jerry's here fuck, too. Man. So yeah, no, no, no. Yeah. It was seven to 11 inches of snow. Uh, forecast here for, for, yeah, yeah, it, yeah, yeah. The two biggest snowstorms we'll have had here in central Wisconsin will have been within the last four days. I don't know. So you people pretty, love pretty, really pretty amazing, but, uh, yeah, it's good. School's already canceled. Um, so I've been following, I've been doing some online, you know, doing some online stuff here, trying to fill in the gaps of what I missed and, uh, not much. So, let you guys take it away. <laughs> oh man, I I really don't know what's going on up in in the northern parts of the country and all the snow and everything. But um, I'm I guess I'll say I'm very glad for both of you guys to be here despite the conditions, especially you, Jason, driving home in that crap right before uh, the show is uh, a sacrifice that you guys are making, and and we all appreciate it. Trust me, uh, Jerry. How you doing, man? I, I Saw on Facebook you went and uh, had a family vacation down in Disney, so the family's doing pretty good. Thanks for having me back. Yeah, we had uh, all relaxed and 70-degree weather to come back to this. Oh, sorry. <laughs> That's all I can say. Sorry about that. Uh, so your impressions of uh, the, the go-home Raw tonight as we once again get ready for WrestleMania with Brock Lesnar against Roman Reigns. It's, it's deja vu to all of us. Uh, anything different from, from last time to this time? Anything stand out that makes it seem like there's going to be uh, less of a, of a disaster possibly at, at this WrestleMania than there was at the last one? Well, 
been what uh, five years. That, that sounds about right. Was it twenty thirteen? You've been doing this that long? (laughs) Indeed. Oh, my God. I I thought it was like two years ago. (laughs) You know, what I've been reading is, you know, Brock Lesnar's contract is up, and they're going to pass the ball. They're going to pass the ball, and it just seems really predictable. And I think that's what made it delightful last time when – when he cashed in the money in the bank, and it was kind of like he kind of saved the day, and it was quite exciting to see. And I don't know what they're gonna. I don't, you know, it's. Um, I don't even know if they should go on last. Hmm. Wow. It, it might not with with Daniel Bryan coming back. It, they they might save that for last. But yeah, Jason, you called it uh, last time five long years ago. Uh, that Roman. Roman and Brock were going to be such a, a disaster. They're going to have to bring out Seth Rollins with the briefcase, and that's exactly what happened. They don't even have that option this time. Well, you know what I noticed was this time was what felt different was that people were actually cheering for Roman Reigns. So I'm going to say that that's the WWE equivalent of Stockholm Syndrome. That, yeah. that, that they that they've just tortured people with Roman Reigns for so long people now apparently love him or am I reading that wrong now now he now people cheer for him and they used to boo and mock him and laugh at him and he actually held the mic a little bit tonight so I don't know if he's getting coached up um but yeah I I thought Roman Reigns was a joke and here he is out there headlining uh, WrestleMania again in a match that we've already seen but this time it seems like that the tide from what I could read from the reactions in the crowd is that he the the tide has turned for him a little. Well, what you've missed, and Jerry can fill you in on this as well, Jason, is the last couple of months, basically the last month, the last couple of months, they really worked hard to try to paint Roman Reigns as like not not just a good guy, not just the guy you should root for, but like the the moral equivalent of of who you absolutely have to choose. Uh, they've been putting Brock Lesnar in the worst light. He's been uh, having matches around the country that last like 30 seconds and he, and he just wins the match and gets out of there. Uh, they paint him as a part-timer. They paint him, they, they had the, they, they had a bait and switch a few times where they said he was going to be on raw to confront Roman Reigns and he didn't show up. So they, they've really gone out of their way to make Brock Lesnar look like the biggest tool in the world and try to get Roman Reigns cheered. And it's kind of worked. So Kudos to them for that. It, it wasn't working the last few weeks before that, though. It, they, he was still getting booed pretty heavily, so it looked oh. like it was backfiring a little bit. But uh, well, yeah, tonight it, it, it did look a little better for him. The WrestleMania people that show up though are a different breed. Oh yeah, and if they're gonna boo him out of the building, absolutely <laughs> boo him out of. And then the Monday Night Raw after. Oh. Oof gonna get ugly well since we're talking about that match specifically so so the the vibe i've kind of heard here is so is is it sort of uh expected for roman reigns to win here so paul Heyman said right fate accompli <laughs> yeah i think uh that's kind of like been the thought of what they've been doing all year again i'm not I don't have no connection to them whatsoever, but, you know, just watching every WrestleMania and things, nothing, 
uh, Drake and, you know, nothing is really, well, you, even you, nothing's really new. They kind of, you know, you'll see something saying, oh, they're doing a Hogan Randy Savage 88 all over again, you know, or, or something. Uh, it, it does look like it's going to be the only thing I can come up with, and it's not even my original idea. I've seen people, uh, wrestling columnists, bring this up uh, on the internet plenty of times. I've seen it in different places. The only thing they could do might be a little fresh, might be a little uh, exciting and a little bit of a change, is they could have Paul Heyman decide that I'm going to switch horses. And he makes the interference and, and helps Roman Reigns beat Brock Lesnar. And he turns on Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns will then definitely guaranteed become the bad guy and the heel, but at least he'll have the mouthpiece that can help him be an effective heel, not just a guy that's getting booed because people think he sucks. Uh, so that's the only thing to, to for me to to look for that might be a little different is, is Paul might turn on Brock and, and help Roman win. Uh, but other than that, if they don't do that, I don't see any other way it could go except for Roman to go over Brock Lesnar because to have Brock go through all this and beat Roman again, that would just be the total burial of Roman Reigns, and I don't think Vince McMahon is ready to do that. No, I, I they put too much into him, so that actually would make sense, something they did years ago with the big show, if you recall. Yeah, I I really had forgotten about it, too, Jerry. It's funny, I, just watching old like YouTubes, and this was like three, four months ago that I just happened to come across the time that Paul Heyman turned on Brock Lesnar and, and went with the big show. I completely forgotten about that. But yeah, they have done it. And it's, it's long enough ago that like 99% of the crowd won't remember that it's been done. So uh, it might be about time to do something like that. Otherwise, I don't know what, what other direction they could go. It, it, it could be, you know, that's, how that could play out would be quite entertaining. You know, Roman being forced over Brock again, it, it looked like it was, like I said, the last month or so they were building up to trying to make Roman look like the, the greatest guy and make Brock Lesnar look like a total turd. And it wasn't really, to me, it wasn't really working. I don't know if you feel the same, Jerry, but it looked like what WWE was managing to do was, make Brock Lesnar look bad and, and knock some of the shine off of what might be their biggest attraction right now. They're, they were succeeding in making Brock, you know, kind of look bad. And still Roman was was still getting booed and still getting hated. So it wasn't really accomplishing what they wanted. They weren't getting Roman any more love. They were just making Brock look a little worse than he, than he had to look. Uh, but uh, like Jason said, tonight it looked a little different. It, it did look like the crowd was finally – warming up to, to Roman Reigns and cheering for Roman Reigns. But uh, the last few weeks, I don't know. I don't know if it was really working for him. They're, they're trying everything. I mean, if you recall back when uh, Triple H and John Cena were WrestleMania, where the crowd was supposed to hate Triple H, and they were hating on John Cena, so that Triple H was doing the whole – I think even the announcer started saying, well, Triple H is represents established uh, wrestling community that, that support him, and John Cena is that new – and that was years ago, but um, that didn't work either. But, um, you know, and a, a common thing you'd hear back when John Cena and The Rock would be that whole part-time wrestler and you're going to go take off. Even, even Shawn Michaels and Hunt Hulk Hogan at SummerSlam years ago where they'll use that. They'll, they'll kind of use use that to, to get the 
hardcore wrestling fans on board. Um, in the end, I don't, I still don't know if it'll be enough, but a turn with, with Paul Heyman could actually be, I mean, every, every podcast I've listened to, um, you know, former, former wrestlers would be talking about, you know, the best thing for Roman Reigns right now is to turn heel and, and he'd get, make a heat and eventually he'd have a monster baby face turn. And just for whatever reason, and they went through the same thing with John Cena for years, where it's like they just resist or they don't want to turn these guys and kind of follow what the crowd kind of wants. Yeah, they really do hate it when the they pretend like they love it when the crowd tells them what they want. Hey, we're doing this for the fans. The unit, the WWE universe tells us what we have to do. We listen to the fans. They don't really listen to the fans. That's a cute line to throw out there, but they don't actually like it when the fans are dictating. They resisted with Daniel Bryan for the longest, uh, putting him at the top because they didn't like him. They they didn't want him up there, but uh, eventually they they relented with that. But yeah, you, it's funny you bring up the Triple H John Cena match. That WrestleMania, I will never forget. That's one of my favorite matches to watch. Uh, it was in Chicago. That entire card um, was I, almost like the start of what they call Bizarro World, where the crowd is cheering the the bad guys and booing the good people. Uh, that was the same WrestleMania that Mickey James went over Trish Stratus for the women's title. And Trish had never really gotten booed too much as a babyface, but Mickey James was so out there with her original character, uh, sort of a stalking, uh, you know, quasi lesbo lover type deal. And the Chicago crowd was ready for something crazy and different, and they ate it up. And they cheered Mickey James like crazy and booed Trish Stratus. And, and when Mickey won and went over, they they went crazy. Um, and, and Cena was just getting booed out of the building, and Triple H was over huge for, for that main event. And I still remember them er- erupting in a fuck you Cena chant at one point. And it was like, it, it's the look on Cena's face when that chant started, it was almost like he, like someone killed his dog right in front of him. He looked so hurt because he had been working so hard and trying to be accepted, but it just wasn't meant to be. But it's something like that. What's been happening with Roman Reigns the last couple of years, like the harder he works and the more he tries, the more people crap on him. Uh, Jason, you commented that he took the, the, the stick a little bit tonight and, and said a couple of lines. It's still nothing compared to what a top guy is supposed to be able to do on the microphone. They still really oh, don't no. trust him to say much. Yeah. If this whole WWE thing doesn't work out for Roman Reigns, he has a, he has a favorable career in porn. That's about the level of his line delivery. Yeah. Now, didn't Roman Reigns last year have a wellness policy violation? He sure did. What, so, what is uh, a wellness policy where, violation? Oh, a wellness <laughs> policy violation is where you are on any kind of medication and do not have proper uh, proper. Um, prescription from your doctor. Ah. So I think that okay. I, I don't know exactly what it was, but typically, uh, Dre, is it Adderall that they're usually getting caught with? Yeah, and it's it's so hilarious. Look at the size and the physique of these guys, and the thing that <laughs> you get busted for a, a drug violation, and it's like one or two every year at the most. And you look at these guys like, oh, really? That that's yeah. all. Nyquil. That's he was on Nyquil. 
John Cena's never been busted for a wellness fight. Okay, sure. What, whatever you say. Triple H has never been busted for a wellness fight. Okay. So you can believe that as, about yeah. as far as you want to believe that. But uh, well, yeah, that was... The wellness policy is to... They put it out publicly. They'll use their real name if they have a you know stage name, and they'll mm-hmm. they'll they'll put it put it all out there. But what's really interesting was when Brock Lesnar failed his for UFC. Their thing was, well, you know, he failed there and he's not full time, and they're like, oh, they totally have a violation. If you're it's not that. for 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 uh, for part timers, it's only for our full time guys. So Brock Lesnar's completely exempt. Hmm. <laughs> he could do whatever yeah, he was. Right, th- right there, right there. I was like, "You are kidding me." <laughs> I mean, we all knew it was a joke anyway, but that just reinforced it. I, th- I think the Roman Reigns suspension came at a time that it, it felt like it was sort of a punishment for him anyway. Like they were sending him a message, like you, you know, you need to shape up and and really start pulling your weight. So I, I think they they used those suspensions uh as a as a way of sending messages it's, it's not legit it's uh, first of all it's pro wrestling so who would really believe a legit drug policy in pro wrestling anyway the uh, in, in something where the matches are fixed but our testing is real you can believe that come on so yeah i, I think everyone pretty much thinks that's a joke anyway yeah i think they really okay. are watching for uh the, the real harmful ones where, you know, they just, they just don't want to have any more situations where people are just going down that path of destruction, self-destruction. And uh, that's really plagued the industry uh, since time of Memorial. Yeah. That's, that's a good point. They're trying to avoid the next Benoit basically. Well, you can't say that. I thought, I thought he was like, you know, he's like, isn't he like he the whole show not be of yes. He's the Lord Voldemort of the WWE. We do not mention him. Well, we can say it all we want because WWE doesn't pay us shit. So we can say it. No. We can say his name all we want. <laughs> That's true. Made, made uh, me realize uh, at the open of the show, you're going to have to get the handy dandy uh, voiceover effect and just and, and just give us a, a proper Kings of Non Sequitur uh, entrance there because all of a sudden I'm like NFL recap NFL (laughs) you're saying I gotta I gotta do work now I gotta uh, produce a second open oh my god you might have to you might have to yeah oh you you might have to get on the uh the MC there and 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 dub your uh dub yourself over the over the theme you know and give us a proper kings of non sequitur entrance Uh, I'll have to lift a finger to do that okay I guess I can do that yeah, just a couple mouse clicks, I'm pretty sure. And your voice. Jay, that was was that the uh Bailey and uh uh, uh Sonya Deville match that you were saying of the the slowest uh slow bow that oh, you had ever seen? As soon as I, I mean, okay, I have it on at work, which is bad enough that I actually am at work and I was like, Well, got seven o'clock, I guess it was it was dead, you know, it was starting to snow. There was very few people in the store, I didn't think anybody would mind. I switched it over to uh to USA, and one of the guys I work with stepped over and points at me, we're watching wrestling? And I'm like, ah, don't ask. <laughs> <You know? laughs> and it, it, it's this girls' match, and it, right as soon as I texted you, so it was the match that was going on while we were texting, and I saw what, what, I, what I called the worst uh, slow-bo, you know, because that was always the, 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 the girls. The girls and uh, Jericho, 
uh, patented the <laughs> slow bow, which is the like try to punch somebody with your elbow, but you're just like so it's a, you know you're so slow. But at one point, one of the girls gets thrown into the rope and she rebounds, and the angle's looking straight up the ring at them. So you're on deadline with this action, and you see the woman, and she's standing there. And she's waiting to deliver the elbow, and she's like perfectly on line with this girl's face, and and then her arm just kind of like hooks up into midair to let the girl <laughs> duck and run under her arm, and then as soon as she clears, she drops the elbow back to where it was, and it was so bad. I mean, me and the guy that that, that was standing there by me when I had this on just busted up laughing at the same time <laughs> because it was so bad. That's why I texted you. I was like, oh my god, is this is this what I'm gonna have to watch all night? Well, they they can't all be superstars, I guess. Well, they're all they're supposed oh, to be boy. superstars, but uh, yeah. You, you know, know, the one thing just in the past five years that's killing me is how when during a match everything the camera work is great, and then magically when some there's illegal beatdown happening, the cameramen all lose control of the zooms on their camera. It's amazing how that works. <laughs> All of a sudden, the camera just starts zooming in and out like manically, and it's like, how? Why is this happening? What's going on? It's actually, it's actually in sync to the punches and kicks if you watch. And I'm like, are you kidding me? I think I, I'm not sure, but I thought it started with the Shield when they first got together. That mm. I thought that's where it started. And I'm like, could could somebody talk to Kevin Dunn and maybe stop that? <laughs> it's never gonna stop. That that's that's Kevin Dunn's baby to be overproduced. Uh, oh, yeah. cameras zoom in and out uh, upon impact of every blow is is supposed to signal chaos happening and it's it's really it just it just gives you a headache it just yeah. I, I, I'm with you completely Jerry I wish it would stop but it's never going to stop well, now, I will say as well catching the, oh. oh go ahead I, I, I think uh, I, I stopped keeping track of how many times we pointed at the sign tonight oh about 400 I stopped at like 23, pointing at the WrestleMania <laughs> sign. I'm like, my God. And the funniest is uh, when Daniel Bryan announces his comeback and everyone is pointing at the sign for him. They're, wait they're waiting for him to point to the sign for when he's going to make his <laughs> official comeback. They're, they're, it's this poignant moment. He's choking up, talking about how important it was that his wife was near him and, and kept encouraging him and telling him, uh, fight for your dreams because then your dreams will fight for you. And everyone is like, okay, whatever. And they're all just pointing up at the sign. Like, okay, get on with it. Just point to the sign. We know what's coming. Just point to the sign. It's it's really its own thing now is the pointing at the sign. That's, that's more over than some of these wrestlers. Well, you know what? What really stands out to me is Brian, not the biggest guy. And, he, you know, and being gone for a while, he looks little from what I remembered. Like he, like, he he doesn't look as as buff as he was before, and he's not the biggest guy to begin with. Right. Well, uh, he's uh, is he one of the vegans, Jerry? Or um, I, I'm pretty sure he is. I know Austin Aries is, but I think uh, Brian is too. So uh, yeah, he's always going to, yeah, he's always going to be slim. He's never going to be overly, you know, jacked or whatever. But. Yeah, he's probably lost some muscle mass. He probably isn't uh, has, wasn't working out quite as much as he was back when he was on top. So, uh, but it, I guess it remains to be seen just how he's going to look uh, when he finally comes back full time. But that little bit of action that he had with uh, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn, 
he he was going all out, man. It was scary. He was just throwing himself at them like, dude, you just got cleared. What are you doing? And then he takes That's the power bomb off the apron. Yeah, it's exactly. That's exactly who he is. He's going to go 100% no matter what. Uh, Jason, you didn't see this because it was on the other show on SmackDown, but he announces his comeback, and then later on in the night, he got attacked by these two guys who are, like, throwing him around like he's a rag doll, and they had to stretcher him out, you know, storyline, of course. But it's like, dude, you just got over three years of trying to convince all these doctors that you're okay, and you're going to immediately go back to, to throwing yourself through the air like like with no abandon at all. It's uh, it's it's great to see him in action again, but it's also it kind of got my heart in my throat a little bit. Like, oh God, I don't want to see this guy get concussed again right before my eyes. So was that was what was yeah. it was so was that his injury? Was that head injuries? Yeah, they wouldn't. Uh, WWE doctors wouldn't clear him off of a bunch of concussions that he had uh, when oh. he first won the title like three years ago. Oh man, he's like Justin Marneau. I think it came out that he was was kind of keeping it to himself, but he was having seizures. Right. It wasn't just concussions. He was, like, having seizures in front of his wife and stuff. It was was real serious. Yeah, that's not good. But he got cleared. No, it's not. But he finally got cleared. He's all good now. His his contract is up this year. So I think they knew that if they didn't – Eventually, because he had all these clearance and doctors, but the WWE doctors weren't going to clear him. And I think it came down to we're going to lose this guy. He's going to go wrestle somewhere else, or we're going to have to clear him. I think that's what it came down to. Well, well but here's here's the thing, though. So we talk about people and their contracts being up. So they don't want to lose somebody because his contract is up. Where is he going to go? <laughs> I mean, well, that WWE is right. not everybody. That's what right they're now, afraid of. Man. He might go somewhere that hasn't been bought and make them a a, a, a major uh, contender. Okay. Yeah, right now, the uh, in, like uh, that's where Cody Rhodes has gone is Japan, and he's doing really well. Uh, there are wrestlers actually making good money. Even even Jericho just did uh, um, Japan's big uh, version of WrestleMania, um, Wrestle Kingdom. Um, he headlined that um, against the guy that I can't believe um, – hasn't signed yet with the I think he he was in a camp at one time with WWE but never signed was um ooh, the cleaner. Um Yep, Kenny Omega. Kenny, Kenny Omega. And uh so there there's money to be made in Japan and Daniel Bryan's size, I think he could do very well there. Um I'm not sure he wants to travel there, but um now now Japan's been coming here to do shows. So they're really, it's something where, and their voiceover for the, the commentary is actually Jim Ross and another, I can't remember who his partner was, but Jim Ross is actually doing some of the commentary for that. Huh. Yeah, I think that, I think that's the only thing that WWE should be, could be afraid of, to, in my opinion, Jason, is, is not that someone is going to have some great idea, some promoter is going to have some great, incredible idea, and, and that's going to be the, the new competitor to WWE, I think it's going to be more like what Cody Rhodes is trying to do. It's going to be some talent, some some wrestler yeah. that gets thrown aside by WWE who goes and becomes a big star somewhere else and, and sort of rises ah, them okay. up. This would and be for, for someone who's the non-wrestling fans analogy. Would This would sort of be like what's going on right now with ESPN 
and Fox Sports. <laughs> right, Fox Sports is taking all the ESPN talent, cast yes, off. They're of just they're siphoning away the talent, hoping that they catch fire and, and make Fox Sports something that people want to go watch, uh, which is never going to happen because the, the people <laughs> that they're bringing on are terrible. But that is a that's a pretty good analogy. That's that's decent. Yeah, you know. Well, so the other the other takeaway I had tonight was I had to watch I watched the majority of the first and last hour of the show. I saw a whole lot, way more women's wrestling than I expected to. That was the bulk of the the bookend hours there in that first and third hour. It was it was mostly women's wrestling. Hmm. That was a lot of it. I mean, so I was surprised the at the volume of it. Yeah, the uh, I personally enjoy the women's wrestling now. I mean, especially like Sasha Banks and Charlotte. And, um, you know, I got to talk about Ronda Rousey for a second. I mean, when I found out, you know, she was coming aboard, I was like, well, this will be interesting. I expected her to be like the male Brock Lesnar. And she comes out at the end of the Royal Rumble the, the main event, Jason, of the, the Royal Rumble was the Women's Royal Rumble, which is actually quite awesome that they ended it with that. And there's the uh, Oscar was the winner. It was great. And all of a sudden she comes out and kind of takes the wind out of everyone's sails. But, like, she comes out smiling with a oversized leather jacket on, waving. And I'm like, all right, this isn't really badass. And, and then her music is like, are you kidding me? It, it was like, I just expected, like, her come out all badass and everything, and it just didn't go over as well as I thought it could have. And um, that's just my opinion, I guess, about her there now. It's a weird fit, that's for sure. They're using a, a bad reputation by Joan Jett uh, as her theme music, and it, it's a little dissonant because it's really like up tempo and so, almost sounds like a party rock song. Um, it, it's supposed to convey, you know, some toughness because it's a it's a girl singing rock. So there's that, but it's not really the right girl singing rock song uh, for for Ronda Rousey to come out to. And her facials definitely don't match her reputation at all because she seems right now to be just thrilled to be there, and that's not what you really want. You want her to be, you know angry and and pissed off that's what her her brand was was that she's the girl that will break your arm and and tear it off the, your body and beat you with it and, and like jerry said when she comes out smiling and waving and, and with red eyeliner and and just uh, i don't know where they're trying to go with her right now but it's it's clear that they don't really trust her to be herself at the moment and it's going to be a real slow bring along to to bring her to where they they sort of let her go and do what she wants to do and, and be who she wants to be because right now what little bit they trust her with uh, on the microphone it's it's bad she she can't oh. get the right tone it, it, she can't strike the right tone between uh, happy to be there and pissed off and I'm going to beat your ass it, she she kind of switches back and forth between them right now and it's like she can't really get it right what's when she's supposed to be angry and when she's supposed to be happy, uh, it, it's 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 going to be a work in progress. It's going to be a long work in progress with her. So we're finding out why UFC fighters don't give soliloquies before their matches right now. 
And the ones that do is basically just like profane spitting. Like, I'm going to fuck you up. That is about all they can do. You know, you know I, what I would do to That's... see Conor McGregor in WWE would be unbelievable, though. Right, but that's because he's ripping off Ric Flair. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, I'm just saying he can trash talk and everything. I think it would right. be a great fit. Great fit. No, I, I, I get what you're saying. He actually knows how to talk and that actually knows how to get over what he's trying to get over and make himself hated and, and make the fans like him when he wants to. Yeah, it, it's a, it's an art. It really is. And, and it's backed up by how many guys in wrestling right now can't do that. That used to be the bread and butter to be a pro wrestler. It wasn't just in the ring is you had to get on a microphone and make people believe that you are who you, you portrayed as well. And so many of these guys can't do that right now. It's, it's hilarious. Commentators uh, outside of WWE talk about like some of these guys are afraid to, they're almost afraid to get that heat. Like they, they almost want to be liked. Even right. as a bad guy, they want to be like that. They don't want to be the bad guy. that gets heat actually. They want to be the bad guy. That's cool. And um, that's still a baby face, though. So they gotta, you know, just they're just afraid to get that heat to to be disliked. Yeah, everybody wants to be NWO. They all can't do that, though. Everyone, so everyone, yeah, everyone wants to be the anti-hero now. That's the big trend. Right. Everybody wants to be the guy that's doing terrible things and getting love and getting love for it. Like, yeah, look how terrible I am. Yeah. So yeah, the anti-hero, like you say. so you saw that opening segment, uh, Jason, with uh, with Rousey and Kurt Angle and, and Triple H and Stephanie. It's it's excellent the job that Triple H and Stephanie McMahon are doing to make Ronda Rousey seem sympathetic because, uh, like Jerry was describing, she's not all that sympathetic at the moment. She's so uh, bubbly and happy slash boo-boo face angry. It's like, you know, you don't really know what to think of her. And so it's it's up to the, the people working against boop, her. Boop, boop, face angry. That's what it's, it, when she tries to look. That, I think angry. of my daughter. My daughter gets boo boo yeah. faced angry. That's what she looks like. But she tries to get mad. She like gets she's the, the, the brow goes down and the mouth gets all scrunched up. Like I'm mad now. Like come on. <laughs> I, I came in right at the very end, uh, tail end of that segment. Um, so that was I caught the just a lot of the staring down of Stephanie and all the, you know, and, and I was like, oh god, more of this. Like that's literally the first thing I did was just chick wrestling for the rest of that hour. But that, that like more, just it, it just it's so much more of the same. And it feels like if there's a theme in all of these shows that we've been doing for as long as we've been doing this podcast and having Jerry on, it's. The biggest complaint is always seems like it's just the same. It's the same thing. It, it, you could almost script the show now of what is the way it's going to end, and you're going to like they got you know the two guys are going to come out right at the end, and they're going to fight, and everyone's going to point at the stupid sign, and it's like it's like just the beat, the drum beat, and there's very little unpredictability in in the show anymore. So that, I'm looking for things like that, and it's just it's just not there. And it's also Jerry is whoever gets the upper hand on that go home raw is the, the entity that's usually going to lose the match at WrestleMania. Right. Cause we see this time, uh, Stephanie manages to put Ronda Rousey through a table with just the worst looking throw you ever seen. I don't know what that was supposed to be. Uh, so that means obviously Ronda and, and Kurt Angle are going to win at WrestleMania. It's, that part of it is very predictable. 
Oh, yeah. And like, so when Seth Rollins got the win over Finn Balor, like, well, Seth just lost WrestleMania. Yeah, there's no chance he's winning the title at WrestleMania now, the Intercontinental title. Yeah, that does that happen was, a lot. Was, like, whoever wins on Raw, the night, like, the, you know, whoever wins on the Raw or the big show before WrestleMania, the opposite will happen at WrestleMania. You could almost go to Vegas with that. Uh, did you hear some of the commentary on that uh, Rollins and Balor match, Jerry? Speaking of uh, the the Intercontinental three way match, uh, the Miz on commentary. I think that was a little bit of a spoiler giveaway as well. The Miz talking about how happy he was to be a father and and she's the love of my life and I'm a changed man and this that and the other. I think that sets up for the Miz to go over by cheating at WrestleMania. That he he tries to play it straight for most of the match. And like he's he really is the changed man, and then the moment that he gets the opportunity, he he pulls out an object or or the Miz Taraj runs down and helps him or something, and he and he winds up retaining the title by cheating. I I think that was what that was a setup for. But either way, it, I agree with you. The one thing we know that's not going to happen is Seth Rollins is not going to win the Intercontinental title. Yeah, and he could easily let them beat each other senseless and just wait, lay in the weeds, and then sneak in for the the quick pin and steal, you know, steal one. Yeah, that that's possible as well. That would that would definitely be a bad guy move is to just stand outside the ring and keep breaking up their pin attempts and, and not try to fight anybody at all. So that, that was an actual wrestling match in the middle of all that, Jason. The thirty minutes that uh, Seth Rollins and Finn Balor. Yeah, they did catch some of that one. Yeah, I did know, catch whole, some of that one. Time, I'm thinking the whole time I'm thinking to myself. Do not hurt each other. Not right. with a week less than a week to WrestleMania, because there was a these guys were really going at it, and it was a great match. And I was, yeah, it, it was, was the pay per view quality match. And yeah. I was like, don't hurt each other. Yeah, it was the best of the wrestling technically that I saw, especially after watching an hour of of the women's wrestling, which is just it. I, uh, it's just so you know, and I'm not even. I'm not someone who, you know, goes goes all in on all the technical sides of it. But when I can see it's bad wrestling, that's bad. Yeah, I I agree. But the only way they're going to get better is to keep sitting them out there, I guess. So we, we're going to have to put up with more of it. But you know, they and they, I and I had to watch. Uh, I had to watch a ten minute thing about Asuka, and I'm glad I did because I'd never heard of her. <laughs> well, good. They, they introduced you to her. They, they, they the view was silent. The little, it's, the it's, it's fluff and then the and then the fluff piece with the like the in depth interview with with Nia Jax talking about yeah. like the oh the the all oh, the fake crying and it was like they were doing this sixty minute sit down and she's and it was very distracting because the girl who was interviewing her was like clearly busting out of her shirt. <laughs> Oh, you're not supposed to notice like, that part. I didn't know what you're talking about. <laughs> you're, not, yeah, you're not supposed to notice. I'm not supposed, not supposed to, to notice, notice that. R- R- Renee Young just sitting there with her boobs all out for everybody. So you're not supposed to notice that part. <laughs> you know, and, you know. I, well, no, but it was it was it was funny because it was being portrayed as this, like I said, like 60 minute style thing, and it's just it's so on the level, and you got to. They're doing the interview with these 
massive fake melons, and it's just like, oh my god! You don't was, know how was... Diane Sawyer does her interviews. You, you, she may have been doing all her sixty-minute interviews like that. You don't know that. That just might be how they do their interviews. Come on! And, but then, and then they cut back to Diane Jackson, and she's just like, bah, 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 and then cut back to this other chick, and it's like, Taking me completely out of the drama. Uh, this is this is why we love having you watch that raw and and come in with your because that's not something Jerry and I would have noticed because we're just used to Renee Young sitting there with her boobs out all the time. It's just we're used to it. I swear it, it's not it's not new to us at all. <laughs> she's our Diane now. Damn it! I, right. guess, I guess so. She's she's Barbara Walters. If Barbara Walters had triple D cup. <laughs> <laughs> boobs falling out of her shirt. It won't surprise you, Jason, to learn that she's that she's married to a wrestler, by the way. So no. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, um, yeah, you 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 have noticed uh, correctly a, a big increase in women's uh, wrestling. Uh, sort of taking over the show. They've had different Raws get ended with the main event being a women's match over the past year. There's really been a shift to giving the women more and more uh, of a serious role. Uh, this storyline with Nia Jax, they've, they've put her through the ringer, man. The last few weeks, they they had uh, the the champion, Alexa Bliss, they, they had her get caught in a secret camera uh, talking bad about Nia Jax and calling her a pig and, and all sorts of names. And they made Nia Jax stand in the middle of the ring and start literally crying like crocodile tears falling down her face. And they really made her go through uh, a lot uh, in the last month or so to build this match up. So I, all I can say is I really hope they reward her by having her win the title at WrestleMania for all the shit they put her through. Yeah, or or they're going to dump a bunch of pig's blood on her and she'll kill everyone in the stadium. It's WWE. That's, that's, that's a carry reference. Well, she is, uh, I believe she is related. <laughs> I think she's related to The Rock. Really? Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, you know, all the Samoans are related. If you except listen for Samoa to Joe. Everyone's related to except for Samoa Joe. Everyone's related to The Rock. <laughs> yeah, that's that's funny. The one guy that's got Samoa in his name is from Huntington Beach, California. So I, that was about I, I don't to say he's exactly. got to be from Brooklyn or something like that. Yeah, <laughs> that's the way. Yeah. That's the way yeah. it works out. You know. Exactly. But yeah, I, I think she is a distant relative of, of The Rock, and yeah, I'm, I'm sure they'll have her go over for everything she's done. But you got her, you got the uh, Oscar against uh, Charlotte Flair uh, for the other women's title, for the SmackDown title, um, and then you have Ronda Rousey uh, in, uh, in the mixed tag, uh, and then you have a women's battle royal on top of that. The first year they're going to have a women's battle royal, so definitely a big move to try to get more women involved, try to, uh, I'm being cynical, Jason, but maybe trying to avoid some, you know, me too type of movements or. uh, Honestly, I wouldn't be surprised. Right. They made a a big mistake. They named the award of the original name of the trophy was going to be the fabulous Moolah uh, Memorial battle Royal. And they got such backlash because of Moolah's past. It kind of scrubbed her away where they, they don't talk about her anymore. And uh, Snickers stepped the, uh, the sponsor, and then all of a sudden, magically, the name went away real quietly. I don't know if you noticed that. 
Oh, definitely. I definitely wanted to address that, uh, Jason, uh, not to give a whole long history lesson, but the Battle Royal was initially, like Jerry said, named uh, the Fabulous Moolah Battle Royal. And then all these people that know Fabulous Moolah's history in wrestling started saying, um, that's not the role model for women that you really want to uh, name a Battle Royal after. Uh, Fabulous Moolah, among many other things, uh, got accused of, of child abuse. Uh, in her past, uh, she got accused of uh, financially and emotionally abusing the wrestlers that she was training. Uh, she uh, buried a lot of the female wrestlers around her to to put herself over. Um, and the most insidious thing I had heard was some uh, females that were trained by Mula uh, insinuated that Mula had them pimped out to other promoters uh, when they went to different towns. One of them said that when you heard a knock on the hotel door at three in the morning, you knew just get undressed. You knew what you knew what was about to go down. Just get undressed and get ready because you know what's about to happen. So to say that she's not the person you want to name a, a women's battle royal after, to say the least, that was uh, an understatement. So, yeah, uh, like Jerry says, Snickers, uh, people went after the sponsor of uh, of WrestleMania, which is Snickers, the main sponsor. And Snickers is the one that got WWE to back down and take the Moolah name off of the Battle Royal. So now it's just the WrestleMania Battle Royal. Um, and I definitely was going to ask about that. Of uh, Jerry, you think is, is that cool or no for for fans to get Snickers to pressure WWE into canceling uh, the Moolah Battle Royal? That's sort of a new thing that when you have a problem with what's something uh, that's, that a company does, you immediately try to go after the sponsors and, and try to get action that way. So uh, what did you think of all that? Well, Snickers doesn't even know who Moolah was. So somebody, right. you know, they obviously did their research then when they were hearing this. And there's enough out there. I mean, there's there's victims who are alive now that wrote books. And, you know, it was mm-hmm. something that, um, you know, it's, beyond the legend urban myth now and it's 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 a touchy it's a real touchy one and um is a you know even when i heard they heard they announced it before any backlash i went right away i was like because when they had the uh uh they actually had a for the network they had a, a women's uh tournament called the may young classic and there were people wondering why they didn't call it the Moolah Classic, and I was like, well, obviously, lots of you know, people who didn't weren't in the know, and then they turned around and did that. Um, it is, um, I think, what what really hurt was not that was bad enough, but then when they got her, you know, all the all the, the WWE, all the wrestlers have a Twitter account that WWE kind of tells them what to, I, you know, I'm sure that every now and then they can post their own stuff, but WWE will tell them to do stuff, and when they first announced the name of the the turn of, of the the rumble of the battle royal. All these women wrestlers are posting about, oh, it's such an honor with Mulan. You know that, that they're being told to do that. It's a PR move. But the worst part is, like, these, they're being told to do it. It's like, do they, either some of them didn't know, or if they did know, they probably, you know, being told, this is what we want you to put. So everything got swept under the rug. And it's just like, ugh. So, you know, some of these own women were signing off on it, like, the women wrestlers were signing off on this by having to put a tweet out there about it. And I was like, oof, it just made it even worse. Yeah, it's, that, we we talked a lot. That, about, oh, sorry, I was just going to ask: was that is that the same May Young that gave birth to a rubber hand? It the was, one and the only. And and in, and in response to this whole segment here. Oh! 
Always. It's all about the money. And and the goodwill that comes along with, uh, yeah, with with portraying the the women as as equal to the men, and then you get the sponsor involved, and it's all about the money. Oh, wait, got to get rid of that name now. What what name? Fabulous Moolah? Who's that? I don't know who that is. What are you talking about? I don't know what you mean. Well, it's like next year they're going to have a ladder match tournament called the Chris Benoit Classic. I mean, what the hell? Oh, Oh, too soon. Definitely, definitely can't have that one. Woo. <laughs> yeah, we we talked a lot about it in the last uh, few months ever since Wait the Hollywood. I, thing, I, I think uh, we have to give away the, for the first time uh, for the first time ever. <laughs> someone else other than you or I on the show. <laughs> has to get that he, he earned it you, you you did that one jerry you earned that one um i don't know what's up with our soundboard by the way everything was coming in halfway but you know, there's a there's a it, delay it, there's a delay tonight. at least we're all on the show minor victories here well that reminds me to ask you jerry what happened with uh coming in through the computer did that link not work because we, we've had problems with that yeah i think i had the same problem last year and i don't know if it's because i have a mac I'm not sure. Uh, I think so. I, yeah, I think so. I think it is. Uh, it, it does specifically well, to, talk about the uh, Google Chrome or Mozilla. Right. Uh, I, think of, I used to do the show on a MacBook. I used to do the show exclusively on a MacBook, but I had to do it through the Chrome browser. It wouldn't work through Safari. So if you tried to log in at all through the Safari browser, to, forget it. Yeah. No Safari love? Okay. Nope. No Safari right. love. But I if I had the I had I have both browsers on my MacBook and I had I actually had the Chrome browser on my MacBook basically just for our show because otherwise I couldn't have done pretty much the show at all. Now I'm um back I'm I'm in the basement here with my recording studio and all my my my, my massive screen of all my info here. So uh I, I like my setup a lot better now and uh Sound quality is a lot better since the move, so I'm all for that. Yeah, definitely. Uh, did you? I, I have a, a theory on what's going to be happening as far as uh, John Cena calling out the Undertaker repeatedly and, and getting no answers. So uh, I'll uh, let you say what you think is going to happen first, Jerry. Because I, I, I'm guessing we're probably going to say something close to the same thing. Well, you know. Because WrestleMania is free if you're a new subscriber, apparently. But it's, uh, I heard that a couple of times. <laughs> a couple of times. Uh, God forbid people like me that pay the $10, $12 a month. But they, um, you know, I guess I made the assumption he's going to be there because, you know, especially the Go Home episode, they're going to have him come out. At that point, could you imagine if there was somebody who was on the fence about getting WrestleMania and being like, well, maybe not. I, he'll probably make an appearance, and I don't know if they're going to have an impromptu match or it's going to be short or I don't know what's going to go on. I mean, it's, um, you know, I feel like like Undertaker the last several years has been kind of like back when Brett Favre with the Packers where it was like, is he going to retire this year? Is he going to retire this year? Oh. Is he going to retire this year? And um, I think I've seen two or three retirements by the Undertaker. And, uh <laughs> I, you know, I don't know. And this whole weird thing about 
Cena's going to be a fan and he's happy about it. I'm like, oh, you keep telling yourself that, buddy. But there's, yeah. there's some, you know, I, I'm assuming he's going to make an appearance at WrestleMania, but I don't know if it's going to be a little match or what's going to go down. No, that's exactly where I am. I, I think that with him putting his gear down in the ring last year after losing to Roman Reigns, that that was sort of the official uh, retire with, without saying retirement. So that if he did come back against Cena, if he did announce it beforehand, it would be like, okay, well, what the fuck was last year? What was putting the gear down in the ring? What was that all about? So I think that's his way of sort of playing it halfway, that he's not going to have an official announcement that I'm back and I'm wrestling Cena, but that uh, Cena will be in the ring talking about being a fan and, and being all happy. And then the lights will go out and, and Taker will show up and, uh, they they may have a little bit of a fight, but I don't I don't know if a referee is going to be involved or not. I think it might be one of those sort of unsanctioned type matches because if it's a sanctioned match, then Taker will be sort of going back on his retirement from last year. So yeah, I, I think that's what's going to happen. That, why would you build this up at all if he's not going to be there? Exactly. I was like, wow, why are we even wasting our time on this? Um, if there's not going to be, and then even if there, let's say there's a massive match, let's say it's the last match, it's huge. Well, you're not, there's nothing to sell. Like that, that would be a selling point. And so, yeah, I, I'm lost on what, obviously it was for all for not, but yeah, what was the point? I was wasted. They could have had other guys uh, promoting their match. Yeah. The time that's being used for this. Yeah, they can I, do I it think on the kickoff uh, show. Because did you hear? If you get WrestleMania for free, <laughs> you also can watch the kickoff show. Oh man, Jason! Uh, did did you have plans to go watch WrestleMania somewhere this year? Because uh, I I actually am off work. Um, for Sunday, uh, you know, obviously you know I'll be down in Chicago this weekend uh, for the base for our baseball draft. Uh, but you won't be there this year, so uh, it's also my my wife is going to be out of town the same weekend, so my kids are going to be at the grandparents. So I've sort of committed myself to coming back home Saturday late after the draft, um, which means I'll be home. I was originally going to be off Sunday because I figured I'd still be down in Chicago, but I'm going to be back, so I'll be home on Sunday. And uh, I do have I I do have a friend who typically will have WrestleMania going to his place. So there, there's a chance my wife is home that I may go sneak over there and then watch the show. Um, basically more for the free food and beer. Sure. Well, if you were trying to catch the entire thing from beginning to end, including the pregame show, you would have to carve out pretty much half your day. I saw that. It appears I'm not doing it. Gonna, <laughs> it's going to start at like 4 p.m. Central time, the, the kickoff show. The, the main show starts at 6. It won't end till maybe past 11. It, that's a lot of wrestling. And that's... Uh, the fans, the fan, you can see the fans are affected by it, too. Like, it's hard to on the edge of your seat the whole time. Or even sunk down in the seat, because eventually your ass turns numb. That's just, that's too long to be <laughs> sitting there. That's, well, yeah. God. So we're almost an hour into the show, and I have to say... I do believe that this is the first one of these shows that we've done where one of the three of us has not yet uttered the word underwhelming. So (laughs) am I taking away from that, that there's a little more pop in this card than we've been making fun of in years past? Because I I don't sense the, 
you know, the, the, the malaise that a couple of these shows that I know that we've done have just been like, well, what are we, the hell are we going to talk about for, you know, for an hour, 90 minutes, because it's just like the same thing again. But it, I haven't, I haven't caught that sense quite yet, or is it just assumed at this point? Well, for me, you know, watching wrestling for a long time, I'm, I'm excited about AJ Styles and Nakamura. I think that could be the match of the night. Uh, the Ronda Rousey, Kurt Angle, even though I was berating her, I still think that will be interesting, if not just for Triple H and Stephanie's entrance. Uh, Daniel Bryan, Shane McMahon, I love Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. Uh, I think that'll be that'll be exciting to watch. Um, Charlotte Flair and Asuka could could be the match that steals the show. I, I sent the broken nose because Asuka can be stiff. Um, <laughs> I think uh, Finn Balor and Seth Rollins are going to put on a clinic. Um, I'm going to watch WrestleMania just to watch Bobby Roode's entrance. Um, I don't know that how that match, the United States title match is going to go. And uh, I mean, yeah, there's um, I, there's four or five matches I'm pretty excited about that as a casual fan, you may not, you'll be like AJ who or Shinsuke Nakamura. And you'll be like, you know, God bless you. But they, you know, some people aren't going to know these names. But, you know, everybody's talking about Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns. That's that's the least of my of my personal concerns. I, I, there are some exciting matches on the card that I really can't wait to see. I agree with Jerry. So that, I'm actually looking that, forward to most of the matches. That's better than before. And I actually do know who AJ Styles is. Uh, and I only know who Nakamura is because of you guys talking about him on the previous shows. <laughs> I've never actually seen him wrestle, but you know one of the I, I do remember. I, do, I was gonna say I do remember some some previous shows though where you were talking about the talent that needed to get pushed up, and some of it is slowly starting to trickle in from what I'm seeing on the card here. Like the guys that you guys were talking about that needed more, a little more shine are are starting to slowly get it. Well, it's not necessarily shine. It's these guys like Nakamura is already talented, and he has already headlined some huge shows all over the world. And you know, if you kind of get it where WWE, if you kind of wrestle their style or whatever they want to adjust you to, Nakamura started in NXT a year ago, where AJ Styles went right to the main. He actually went. He debuted in the Rumble. Was it two years ago now? That's right, 2016, because it was right before that, if you remember at uh, Wrestle Kingdom 10, it was Styles versus Nakamura for the Japanese uh, Intercontinental title, and they had a hell of a match. Yeah, and AJ Styles, it's sad, I think he's 40. And he's, yeah, and then... Putting on, he's, in the, he's just he's unbelievable. So it's... Uh, but yeah, it's there, there's a lot of names that are attached to independent wrestling, other... Uh, and, um, you know, Japanese, and you're looking at um, lots of names that came up and coming that that eventually came through NXT. Uh, they already were kind of made for the name for themselves throughout the United States, and then they got and all these names came through NXT, where I started to notice them. And um, yeah, it's exciting to see so many people kind of at the big show now. Yeah, not the big okay, show. Okay, so I'm definitely at the big definitely show. sensing. I'm definitely sensing excitement from you two. And that's the first time I think that since we've been doing these shows. So I, 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 now you got me excited. Well, <laughs> and the Royal Rumble is my favorite. I think WrestleMania is the Royal Rumble. 
and the last several years I get disappointed. And then the last two in the ring was Nakamura and Roman Reigns. And right away I'm like, son of a gun, you're going to do it again. <laughs> and I don't want to see this guy win. And when they had Nakamura won, the hair on my arms was standing up, and there was a tear in my eye for that guy to be like, thank God they're giving him a chance to, to have a championship match at WrestleMania. Unfortunately, he won't be going on last. But Shinsuke Nakamura is so, so, so talented. So is AJ Styles. I'm just excited. That that's gonna be that's gonna be the, the match I can't wait for. And I hope on the show. I hope they get a nice prominent spot on the card. Yeah, I hope so too. I, I can't imagine they're gonna have them right at, at the top. I, I think they'll let them wait. It's probably going. They're, they're gonna space out those two title matches: the SmackDown title and the the Universal title. So the, it, it will it will be like third or fourth or something like that. Uh, it won't be next to the to the main event, but yeah, it's going to be gangbusters because those two not only can go uh, with anyone else, but we like I said, we've seen them go with each other a couple of years ago, and that was a, a hell of a fight. And I expect something similar, not exactly the same because they are a couple of years older, but they're gonna give they ha- they have to give them twenty twenty five minutes, and I, I think they can go pretty much all out for for all 2025 minutes and and really put on a a hell of a match so yeah i'm excited to see a a lot of these confrontations uh they're they they're doing a better job of of giving the guys a chance that i I guess we think deserve more of a chance so uh it's hard not to be excited when you see guys getting rewarded for for working so hard throughout throughout all these years i agree I like, else, uh, yeah, so I'm, I'm just I'm just reading the room here. And did, did anything else stand out about the the raw tonight besides the the women and the slow bows and and all of that? <laughs> no, I mean, and the interviewing well, skills, uh, you oh, know, quote unquote skills. Bailey and Sasha Banks, the the best match I've seen in. I, one of the best matches in 10 years was at an NXT takeover, which is like their big pay-per-view. And yeah. Sasha Banks and Bailey for the title. It was a great build-up storyline. Uh, that, that's a match I've watched six or seven times. My wife's watched it. She liked it so much that when NXT came to Green Bay, we went to go see NXT. And it was so unbelievable. And to see um, Bailey and, and Sasha kind of getting at it, they're going to be. I think they're going to be in the battle royal, and they're right. probably going to be the 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 battle royal. You know, the, the two of them will be the story. I just what, what I really want to see is I just I just think that'd be a great I'd have lightning strike twice and have it where it's a championship match at WrestleMania. The two of them I was always hoping to see someday, and I just hope they don't ruin it with month after month pay per views, and then a year later we've already seen that. Let's not. Let's like watching. I need that like I need John Cena and Randy Orton to wrestle again. Oh, God. Uh, now, I, I agree, but I think that might be about what, what we're going to get because I think they're sort of reserving the top of the women's card for the next at least half a year. I think they're clearing out room for, for Asuka and I think Ronda Rousey. This is uh, one of my bold predictions that uh, – they they didn't keep Oscar undefeated all this time just to job out to, to Charlotte Flair. So I think Oscar's going to beat Charlotte and win the title, uh, win the SmackDown title at WrestleMania. And it's like, where do you go from here? I, I really think 
the only place they're going to go from there is is Asuka and her undefeated streak against Ronda Rousey, the baddest woman on the planet. Uh, maybe for for this coming SummerSlam, I think Asuka's going to wind up jobbing out to Ronda Rousey uh, eventually at SummerSlam, or if not there at next year's WrestleMania. Yeah, I could, I, you know, of course we haven't seen what Ronda Rousey is going to look like in the ring. I mean, as far as her skill, we'll see. But it, 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 you know, it could be a great match. But Sasha Banks and Bailey, to me, that that is those two just. Um, well, they probably wrestled hundreds of times, and uh, and they just put on a great show. Um, Charlotte Flair and Sasha Banks also, when they were wrestling last summer, uh, it was scary to watch because they would take. It's so funny when the guys take all these risks, they get excited, and when the women take these risks and potentially get injured, it <laughs> freaks me out. I think like, oh no, probably show, it's probably totally chauvinistic, but I'm like, oh, I don't want to get hurt. No, I'm with you. I I don't want to see Charlotte Flair do moon salts off the top rope under the floors. Like you're just trying to break your leg doing that, sweetie. Don't don't do that, please. Oh yeah, there was that move with Sasha Banks and her at in a Hell in a Cell where her neck, her neck. Oh. I was like, oh my god. Yeah. No, you you don't want them to end up like Paige, who who just takes one shot to the back of the head and now she can't wrestle like ever again. She's, she's on the Daniel Bryan program now where they, the doctors won't clear her. Yeah. It was at, I think it was a house show and I saw the video yeah. footage where she just didn't expect the knees to the back, but it didn't look too hard. She just didn't expect it. And it was enough to give her a stinger. Yep. Couldn't went down, couldn't move and, and hasn't been cleared since. Um, the, uh, but the only other thing we saw on the, on tonight's show was, uh, a little bit of the buildup for uh, the the tag team title match with the uh, the bar against Braun Strowman and and his and his twin brother Brain. Um, obviously, that's not going to be what happens at at WrestleMania. I, I don't know who the mystery partner is going to be, but I like the whole mystery partner angle because that means it could be anybody. And and that's one thing you definitely always look forward to at WrestleMania is surprises, guys you don't expect uh, showing up. Last year was the the Hardy Boys. Uh, just blowing the roof off the place and winning the tag titles in the ladder match. Uh, so bronze partner could be anybody. It could be uh, returning Samoa Joe. Um, I've been reading that Ray Mysterio has been negotiating to, to come back and do a one-off. It might be him. It could be anybody. So I'm, I'm actually well, excited last, to see that. Yeah, last, last, last WrestleMania, they kept the Hardy boys so secret. Nobody knew. Mm-hmm. And I'm wondering, uh, I'm pulling for the honky tonk man myself, but I, I <laughs> wow. have a feeling it's gonna be. I'm just throw, hey, if I'm gonna throw one from left field, I'm gonna go. I was about to say, is that based on anything or just uh, just a personal no, preference? Okay, no. <laughs> is that a left? Yeah, honky tonk. Nobody, 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 nobody will ever forget it if he comes out like that guy called it. No, it's gonna be. <laughs> I thought Samoa Joe's return. I mean. He's one of my. He was my favorite, and when he went down with the, I think he had plantar fasciitis, where he actually ruptured his, uh, mm. that that uh, that uh, the crystals on that form in the bottom of your foot, and that that sounds painful. And then uh, yeah. I heard about Rey Mysterio, and part of me is like, what about Goldberg coming out? And it's just like a, a you know, what if, you know, <laughs> he's he's in the Hall of Fame, coming out for uh to help polish things off. I don't know what they'll do, but um, I'm I'm I my secretly hope or Samoa Joe. Yeah, I'd like to see that too. If Honky Talk Man comes out, we're retiring predictions forever because you you will be the ultimate prediction champion and, and I'll never do another wrestling prediction again. 
Yeah, we bailed some good stuff on these shows, but that would be uh, that would be the one. That would be the all timer. Uh, right he hasn't been in the. He's not. I don't think he's in the good graces of the WWE. So I don't think that, that's right. beyond a long shot. But anyways. He's, he's not in shape either. Who do you think's going to blank? I'm like, the honky tonk man. As a kid, <laughs> he was the greatest heel when I was a kid. He was the greatest heel. <laughs> I we remember. I remember watching the honky tonk man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That's yeah, why it was that's... such a blast. Oh, my. It's something you've totally forgot about. And it's like, oh, okay. Yeah, that would be a blast. Uh, the WrestleMania card weekend, what what I wanted to ask you about, Jerry, was the uh, everything surrounding now WrestleMania week as far as all the other independent uh, companies going down to whatever town WrestleMania happens to be in. They take over that town for the entire week leading up to WrestleMania. I think that is so awesome. One day when my wife comes to her senses and divorces me and I can do whatever I want as a single person, I'm going to go down to WrestleMania weekend and, and spend the entire week down there watching all these different independent shows. It's, it's incredible. Um, and then NXT, now the, the tradition of the night before WrestleMania, uh, when they sort of get you really revved up for WrestleMania, all the other indie shows do their thing and then NXT comes and, and sort of brings the house down so as much as I'm looking forward to WrestleMania, I'm really looking forward to the NXT show, uh, especially that ladder match for the North American Championship, uh, because I don't know who to pick in that one. I can't decide between uh, EC3 or Ricochet or sort of re- rewarding uh, Velveteen Dream for the year that he, that he had, because he had a hell of a year last year. I, I don't know who's going to win that thing, but uh, that promises to be a hell of a show too. But that whole week... Well, as far as, uh, as far as elevating all those guys, they're all going to win. It doesn't matter who wins the match, but they're, they could all come out of that thing looking like a million bucks. They could. Oh, yeah. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I got the green light a couple of years ago that if WrestleMania ever came back to Chicago or if it ever went to the new uh, U.S. Bank Stadium in uh, Minneapolis, that I got the green light to go to WrestleMania. So I would uh, definitely look at uh, getting a – NXT and the Hall of Fame and the whole shebang and plus thing I'm I'm a big fan of the of the show um, um, uh, something to wrestle with Bruce Pritchard yeah that that show uh, really took off and uh, they usually have been doing live shows in uh, WrestleMania towns too so I'd love to love that they're pretty entertaining I'd love to see them uh, in town. I think you're going to get your wish 2020 or 2021. I think it's going to be up there at the, the new stadium in Minnesota. Uh, I may have to make a, a, a pilgrimage up for that. If you're going to be there, I, I think I might have to make a trip as well. So I'll, I'll have to well, well, start well, yeah, well, greasing the wheel now and then talking to the wife now, right? Yeah. Well, that's about a Disney World vacation last I priced it. Oh boy, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I, I would, re- yeah, it, it can, but it can get uh, get up there with you getting the hotel package and everything. But I would, uh, it'll, it'll be, it's become. I mean, the, people are bidding and paying to get WrestleMania now. Um, mm-hmm. It's just amazing to see how far it came from. There was a show that they did in a tennis court over in Vegas at the at the. Uh, um, it was an old, a tennis court that converted to look like a Roman Coliseum for WrestleMania. Was it nine? That's right. 
you know, and to see this, you know, even even the Trump Plaza was a, a quite a small venue from WrestleMania three, and now that they won't, I mean, they won't even consider Madison Square Garden anymore. I mean, it's all these massive, massive stadiums. I thought next year they've already they're going back to uh, New York to uh, right. the um, MetLife Stadium, mm-hmm. which to me that is the biggest crapshoot in the world, especially like me and Jason standing in like a foot of snow. That they, yeah. New York can easily get this weather where I've actually seen on a show uh, they were showing the ring they're using for WrestleMania that year where they actually had slots cut into the, the into the ring posts that are blowing. They actually had a furnace under there blowing heat, so the ring was like seventy degrees. Yeah, because that stadium's not a dome, so yeah, it, it, that's uh, that could be that could be a disaster, quite frankly. Have, I uh, couldn't Minnesota imagine. Yeah, why don't they just do it in Lambeau Field? They just do it in Lambeau. <laughs> Minnesota's going to be interesting just getting around if it's uh, a week, you know, like like the weather that they're having right now. But at least, a, at least it's a dome stadium. But Minnesota, Minneapolis. I, I mean, of all the places I've ever been, I don't know if I've ever been in a city that handles bad weather as good as as good as the Twin Cities does. I mean, better even than Chicago. I can remember being in Minneapolis well, for some, for some big snowstorms, and they just acted like, "eh, no big deal." It's like they do it pretty frequently. They got a yeah. little, le- they got a lot less ground to cover in Chicago, so it's a little easier that way. Uh, but yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll agree with that. I remember uh, the times being up in Minnesota for uh, the, there's, there's another name who shall not be named, but uh, oh, okay. I used to yeah. spend quite a. I used to spend quite a bit of time up there, and yeah, they they really do look at it as like, okay, whatever. Uh, God, the first night I went to, uh, I flew to Minneapolis. I think when I when I left Chicago on the plane, it was like in the mid 40s, and when we landed, it was like nine degrees, and it was like, what the hell just happened? And it was no big deal to all of them. They were like, okay, whatever. It's, you know, it's what we do. Um, and digging out cars the next morning, snow everywhere. Uh, okay, give me the brush. Here we go. Let's let's you know let's just take care of it. <laughs> it's, it's definitely uh, not that big a deal to them. So yeah, I, I I was just reading I think just either today or yesterday, Jerry, that I think uh, their their uh, WWE is going to a game to a Vikings game in Minnesota this coming October with the express purpose of talking about. Uh, 20 or 21 getting WrestleMania up in there. So I, I think it's coming. Yeah, I would I definitely, uh, I have a connection with somebody that lives in uh, Hudson, Wisconsin, which is literally like a half hour away. A lot of people work in the twin cities and commute for, to Hudson. So if I could eliminate the hotel stay, that would save you a lot of money. That That's huge. If you can find the accommodation, that is absolutely huge. I, I would love it if it came to Chicago because I know I would have accommodations, but it's not coming to Chicago because they don't have the the, the big venue, the the seventy thousand yeah, seat uh, dome. Stadium. Yeah, where would they? Where where would they do it if they would ever go to Chicago? There's just there's just no, there isn't anywhere. They do it at the, the Horizon. The Rosemonts are I think it's the American they've Airlines done, or, or the Allstate Arena. They won't it, use that anymore. It's too sad. No, they've been right. They've done it's WrestleMania the, there, the but they. Yeah, for old people, we don't it's call it on horizon, but it's, we don't call it max out like arena or Willis so. Tower. Yeah, we call it the Sears Tower. That's Sears Tower. Nope. And we call it the Rosemont Horizon. Yeah, we're we're old. Well, we yeah, I love three. how WWE refused to call last year's WrestleMania Camping World Stadium. They refused to call it that. Remember that? <laughs> yeah. 
refuse. Right. I I got I think they'd have a hard time with the Little Caesar Stadium as well. <laughs> They're like, hey, if they don't pay us to call it that, we're not going to call it that because it just sounds stupid. And you know yeah, what? They should have just called it. They should have called it the Pink Taco. <laughs> no, we, we talked about that. We can't call stadiums the Pink Taco. Well, That's just not cool. Uh, we we can't do it. I'm I'm sorry. All right, uh, Jerry. Uh, uh, one more thing about uh, the the speaking of Chicago, uh, of course, the Young Bucks and Cody Rhodes and uh, everybody going all in uh, for that show coming up in uh, uh, around the Halloween weekend or something like that, October 31st. Um, is that going to lead to more like indie success? Because that's a, a a big stadium they're trying to fill with no WWE help, with, with no, uh, uh, you know, I don't know if Ring of Honor eventually will be promoting it or, or uh, talking about it on their airwaves. You would think they would probably give them some assistance, but basically it's, it's, the Cody Rhodes and the Young Bucks is basically their money that they're funding this whole thing, trying to fill a 10,000 seat stadium based on sort of a, a Twitter bet with uh, with Dave Meltzer. Um, it's going to have it's going to succeed in that it's going to be close to 10,000 just because of all the hype and, and everybody is going to be so uh, excited to buy tickets when they finally put them on sale. Do uh, you think that's going to lead to more? cards like that more successor is that just sort of a one-off like this this one thing this one time in history is going to be uh the big thing because everyone has been leading up to it for so long but that's going to be pretty much the end of it well i i really hope it leads to more because i think cody rhodes is an example of a guy where he didn't like his spot in w there was a time where you you fought to move up the ladder and i feel like they really pigeonhole people and you're a mid card this is where we need you and he basically finally said, I'm not going to be Goldust's brother. Uh, oh, God. Stardust. Gary, you know. Stardust. I'm done. And not being afraid to walk away. Where there, How many guys are in WWE right now that are happy being on the opening card without even being on television? They're just happy to get a, a check every week. And uh, um, I, I think what's happening is um, independent wrestling is really, I mean, I'm seeing uh, videos on YouTube and stuff of shows where it's a good crowd. Um, not, mm-hmm. not that something you'd see 10 years ago. And um, I think that if they're in the right city and everything, I think that's the culmination of uh, you get, you get, you know, it's the price is right on those tickets. I think they're going to do, I, I hope it leads to more of that where they can pop up. And, you know, the young bucks are a classic example of guys that didn't work for WWE. They, I don't know if they were in like maybe their, developmental at one time but they technically were never on the main roster and they're probably the best tag team that's wrestling today and not not wrestling a match in WWE and to see that they're helping fun to, to kind of basically do their own show and, and then Cody Rhodes to basically stick it to the show that hey I got something here and you know I can draw I'm just so proud of them and I, I would like I I'd hope to see this get around with others, uh, with other other wrestlers that maybe aren't happy with where they're at, and decide maybe I'm going to step outside my comfort zone and try this. And um, it's, I think it's great for the wrestling community. It's great, and I think WWE's got to understand it would be good for them too. Sure. So all these guys that are going to get that exposure and and 
make pro wrestling more popular in general and make themselves available to maybe get hired by WWE and they can use some of that capital and, and it's all going to go hand in hand. Uh, yeah, I agree with you. I hope that it leads to sort of uh, a, a, an indie mania, if you will, sort of a, a one card a year that's like the big 10,000 seat stadium that's going to try to fill uh they're they're putting this jason at the uh that, that plays out in in hoffman estates the the sears center uh that they oh, built uh within the last uh 10 years or so um and, and they're going to try to and, yeah it's a perfect location as far as right near the airports and, and easy to to very accessible for all these guys to fly in and and hit that stadium and fly right back out um, and it's it's interesting. They're going to try to fill the the stadium with no help from from WWE at all. It's completely uh, independent of them, and it, it, they got a shot to do it because uh, people really want to see a different product. They, the people that are so sick of Roman Reigns getting shoved down their throat every week like this, uh, they want to see something else. And, and these guys put on great shows. They've been putting on great shows and. Uh, it's going to be something where like all of the top independent guys, all the guys around the country that don't work for WWE and they're going to even fly in some people from Japan as well. Uh, they're all going to be at this show. And I hope that's going to be something like every year, like all like a big gathering uh, of all the top uh, uh, independent guys uh, at, at a show like this. That It, it, it takes a lot to, to fund something like that. You got to rent the stadium out, which takes a, a shit ton of money you got to get the date that you want um the promotion uh, it's everything is, is expensive and it's it's all coming out of their pockets really and uh, it is awesome to see and it, it is pretty inspiring um there's sort of it feels like there's another sort of wrestling boom starting you know right around now that uh when you think about new japan going over to uh California and running all these shows and and selling out all these uh, arenas over there and now they're going to go uh, to the Cow Palace in San Francisco which is a pretty big venue uh, there, there's a lot going on right now so I, I hope it, it keeps going and, and I hope everybody uh, you know sort of keeps their nose dry as well because I think the one thing that could break up all of this is if somebody sort of falls off the wagon uh, that's up there at the top of one of these cards and, and does something, you know, gets arrested or, you know, drunk driving or, or does something really bad. So hopefully everybody is, is in step with each other and is on the, the straight and narrow. And I, I think there's a, there's a lot going on right now and I hope they don't mess it up. Definitely. I mean, just this last weekend, Wisconsin has a, an independent uh, wrestling scene that's uh, kind of more based on like Appleton Green Bay area and they had an event recently this last weekend I think Hornswoggle uh, is part kind of he's kind of part owner of that and they uh, I was watching some video and I was like wow that's actually a good sized crowd I mean they're like in a gymnasium setting but it wasn't the infamous gymnasium setting with 100 chairs and 10 people watching it, it was yeah. you know it, it was it was quite impressive it wasn't sold out but it was, I was very impressed to see the crowd, and there wasn't, I don't think there was a marquee name. There was a, I'm not going to say marquee name, but there wasn't a uh, recognizable household name on the card, and that many people came out to see it. And that just shows that, you know, the independent scene is alive and well. It is. It's all over the country, huge independent cards. 
uh, like you said, usually the, the 50 or 100 uh, is turning into more like 200, 400, 700 uh, for a lot of these shows. So I, I think it's it's really booming and it's it's only going to get better. So anything else about uh, WrestleMania weekend coming up that uh, that we didn't cover? We got uh, all the many different title matches. We got a new title introduced in in NXT. Uh, the NXT title, of course, is is on the line. Alistair Black. Uh, I'm I'm a pretty big fan of his. Uh, the former Tommy End. Uh, you you think he's going to go over and and take the NXT title from? Uh, 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 I almost called him Alberto. <laughs> Uh, Andrade Cien Almas. Yeah, I'm actually glad that Cien's care. I mean, when he first came in, I mean, the feather in the hat and the suspenders, I'm like, as a wrestler, he was great, but his character was terrible, and they tweaked it to where I think he's great. I think it's time to, you know, this is going to be a big show, time to pass the title on. And uh, I saw the match with him and Velveteen Dream, Aleister Black. It was a great match. And he, I, that was the first time seeing, seeing Aleister Black. So I was really, really impressed. And, um, I'm excited to see that. I think they're going to put on, I, I think they're, I, do you think, I think their wrestling styles are going to mesh well, I think. Yeah, I do. Uh, uh, they've got um, Andrade Cien Almas uh, doing this uh, routine where he's sort of distracted and uh, wasn't really focused and, and wasn't really a hundred percent. He was more of the party uh, playboy uh, ladies man type guy. And then they, brought in Selena Vega to keep him focused. And, and now he's got a more of a mean streak and more of an attitude. And he wound up winning the NXT title with that mean streak. So yeah, uh, not only his character, but his in-ring style is better for a main event type of a situation like this with Aleister Black, who's, you know, just straightforward, kick your ass, uh, put a foot in your face. Uh, yeah, it's, it's going to be, it's going to be pretty good. It's got the makings to be very good depending on uh, what they want to do in that match. But yeah, Alistair Black is, is ready to go over and, and sort of be the, the torchbearer for NXT uh, going into the summer. So I fully expect him to win and yeah, it should be a real good one. Yeah. Oh, I just figured out who Braun Strowman's partner is going to be. I just thought of it. Uh, it's uh, not the honky talk man. No, I'm going I'm to pass on the honky talk man. Now. It, it, it's going to be, um, Oh, so uh, what's his name? So there was the the little guy that got let go. He was the realest guy in the room. Uh, and then there was the uh, oh god, Enzo. <laughs> not Enzo, but Big Cass. Big Cass. Is oh, injured, okay. And we have not seen him, and I'm wondering if he's going to make a comeback at WrestleMania. Ah, okay. Now uh, that's Enzo, called him. Enzo got let go, so I'm going to call. Yeah. I might call on him. Because uh, that would be one where we have not seen hide nor hair of him in a while. Okay, big cast. That's that's an interesting call. We have not seen him, and, and he might be about ready to come back. So there you go. J- Jerry's on record. Not the honky tonk man. <laughs> now it's gonna yeah, be the honky tonk man. Man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I'm still gonna claim crap. <laughs> yeah, with, with big cast is uh, they got to get him established. That, you know, they like the size. He's no longer with Enzo. To have it with, like, you got these two big guys, and eventually have the two guys go against each other, it could be great down the road. There you have it. Uh, and, and the main event of, of Brock and Roman, uh, any prediction on what's going to happen there? They, they can't just go with Roman going over straight, can they? 
Um, I, I really don't think the crowd's good. It's, it's that international wrestling community that's going to show up, and they're going to boo it out of the building. It will be really interesting if you called it and Paul Heyman turns. Because now when the crowd boos, it's actually a good thing. So he's exactly. So I'm... Uh, I would like to see that, and I, I, you know, I don't know if his merchandise sales are strong, and that's why they don't turn them. But I think it's it's time. I think it's definitely, you know, that that's the best thing for him. To, you know, is to turn him heel. Um, that could. I'm just hoping that's not the last match. But the way they portrayed it tonight on Raw and everything, it looks like that that's going to be the main event. Well, we'll. we'll certainly see what happens in that. Uh, I, I don't want to take full credit for that prediction. Like I said, I've seen other guys write about it and say that that seems to be the next logical move. But yeah, I, I think it's it's time for something different. It's definitely time for it because Roman Reigns as the, the top baby face guy, I don't think that's ever going to happen. So uh, we'll, we'll see what they decide to do with that. All right, Jerry, I've had you on for 90 minutes, so I'm going to let you go. Once again, great fun as always. Always have a great time previewing WrestleMania and talking about wrestling in general and, and the booming wrestling scene right now. Great conversation. Thanks a lot for joining us. Thank you. Thanks again, Jerry. Right. Jerry, the wrestling expert, once again, breaking down the upcoming WrestleMania show. And, Jay, I... I think you agree with me that they can't do the same thing. They cannot have Brock Lesnar just go down like a little bitch to Roman Reigns after all of this. They they can't have Seth Rollins run in with the briefcase, like you said, five years ago, but they're going to have to do something different. Yeah, I don't have any bold prediction like I had that time, you know, and I, I didn't took pull your the prediction. angle. They, yeah, well, you know, they listen. To, obviously, someone's listening to this show. They're like, well, you know what? We got to blow that up. So we can't even have mm-hmm. that be an option. I believe uh, you were telling me that the the guy who had the money in the bank just like completely like just squandered it. Like that's right. It was Baron Corbin, in, and he cashed in and lost. In, I believe and lost. That's right. <laughs> so no, there it's, is the no money in the move, bank. Yeah, when you pull the move. At, after the WrestleMania main event to put the guy over and then get him, you know, get him the win. Um, you can't go to that well too many times. Uh, you can just keep having the same guys fight each other, though. Well, you, you can't have that, okay. unfortunately. <laughs> over and over again. And, and the same thing as five years ago where they refused to let Roman take the microphone and really do too much. It was so hilarious. He said one line when he went out there and talking about you guys aren't going to let the part-timer, you you guys aren't going to protect the part-timer, are you? That's all he said. They all kind of stand there and look at each other and go, uh, the one guy uh, pretends like he's whispering to the other. uh, I guess you you made such a compelling argument, sir. That one right this way. <laughs> Roman Very is in the wrong profession. If he can change minds with one sentence like that, he needs to be <laughs> there's so much. There's, they had so much respect for him, oh, and, and or they have a the, the, a lack of respect. Uh, you know, for for Brock Lesnar, or, or something, because those are the oh, guys who were out like- there. That, basically, it looked like it was a whole group of jobbers standing out there, right? 
Yeah, you didn't see you know, Cena out there, of course. Yeah, I, I would have preferred to have Roman Reigns just like do like the human bowling ball through those guys or just beat the crap out of all of them. And right, not even go to the ring. Yeah, if you just would have trashed all the dudes as the protection and then just like <laughs> stood there with all the guys laying there rolling, you know, holding their faces and then just points at the sign and walks away, I think that would have been a little <laughs> bit more impactful. Like, wow, hey, look, hey, look, Brock, I can beat all these jobbers. You're next. I love it. Jason, the, the wrestling booker now. You're, you're writing the scripts yeah. and everything. Call me. Vince, call me. <laughs> Uh, what else was on your mind for the Zener? Were we about to pretty much call it a night? Yeah, it's midnight. I mean, it, it's actually <laughs> after midnight, so it's a long night. Um, I'm I'm wrestled out. You know, I already got. I already we already knew five hours ago that school was canceled tomorrow. So I'm I'm basically uh, having to use a day off of work. Uh, so I get to be daddy daycare tomorrow. So I need to get some sleep. I got to prepare myself for a day of, of children running all over the house and all over me and wanting to go outside and play in snow. And, you know, yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be a busy day around here for me tomorrow. So I need, oh, I need my sure. sleep. They're going to be up. And I got no matter, and I, and I, no matter God, what. I got anyway, a trip right? to Chicago coming up. I got a trip to Chicago coming up in, you know, three, uh, three, four more days here. And, I'll probably be giving you a call some point this week. We'll we'll, we'll do our little strategy session and figure to put the, put the final uh, put the final plan in place that will blow up as soon as the first player gets nominated. <laughs> so that'll probably be our next podcast. Would be you know a, a couple of weeks from now or something like that, where you talk about the the draft, the Chicago trip, and, and we talk yeah. a little, maybe a little baseball. There'll be a, a few weeks into the yeah, season. That'll that be, this is probably the official end of the scripted shows for a while. So we really go well, non sequitur here for, for a while now. Well, for a month, oh, the, draft, the, the, the draft, the NFL draft. That's right. The draft, the draft will be coming up, but that, you know, but that, and, but that's sort of our little Island of football in the off season. And we'll probably have a couple mm-hmm. of shows before that for sure. So yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll set up a show here in the next, you know, 10, 14 days and try to get back to doing some, some semi-regular shows. All right. Sounds good. He and, is and, Dre. And, do you have, no, homework? You have homework? Okay. You have homework. I, I have, I have homework. Yeah. Getting ready for the draft show or getting ready for, get, uh, get for your in, draft? Get that in. Get that intro updated. <laughs> oh, <damn. laughs> oh God! You, it you, really you stood out. Your... This was the first. This was the first time it really stood out. We've been doing. We've, we've been away from football now for a couple months, but today's show. I'm sitting here and I'm listening. And I'm like, okay, we got Jerry on the line, and you know, where we give you your NFL breaks. I was like, oh, it was a little. It was a little cringy. I think is the new popular word. It struck me too. I was like, um, no, this really isn't the uh, NFL breakdown here. Yeah. And and again, though, we did the baseball preview and we did the March band. Yeah. And we did all these other shows that didn't bother me. The tonight I was sitting here and I'm really getting into it and I'm getting ready for the show. And I'm like, um, yeah. yeah. Okay, we'll, we'll have to do something about that. Yeah. Please take the <laughs> reminder. We'll have to do a new, uh, a new intro. 
<laughs> yeah, I'll just text you, fix the second. damn intro. Yeah. <laughs> all right, yeah. And, and you know what? I'm off next week. The the time that I would be using to go to Chicago, I'm still going to take that oh, vacation yeah. time. So I'll, I'll be sitting around. I'll, I'll certainly have the time to do it. Well, it uh, will be uh, – I, I will be, you know, definitely miss having you there. I always appreciate the help and, you know, getting together. And it'll be I, – I, but I've done it enough – alone that I'm not worried and you know I mean I've streamed it down so much so but it's just you know it's just not the same just having that experience for and we get something we can't really describe it, it's indescribable the the what we call the greatest uh now greatest morning in sports but <laughs> I'm always excited for it. baseball's been back it's it counts you know I got the guys I kept and I'm watching how they're doing and you know, you're watching those guys who you really like, sort of those sleeper guys. You want them to do good, but not, don't do too good. <laughs> so, we, we, we had Mike, we had Giancarlo Stanton, two bombs on opening day. He's been quiet since then, but, you know, you start the season off that way. And that's the big guy coming into our league from, you know, we're just texting each other. Oh, there goes his deal. He's another 10 bucks for Giancarlo Stanton now. Mm-hmm. So, it'll be fun. It'll be fun, and I'm I'm sure I'll have a full report. I'm doing a, a breezy trip this time, driving down Friday and uh, back on Saturday. Zip zam and right back out of there. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So you know, I'll I'll give you the old update on on who we get and, and what happened, and who it'll it'll be something. I'm 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 ready. Yeah. It's- always something it's always fun I'll, I'll definitely miss all the guys this time around and uh and certainly plan, miss the pizza. <clears throat> plan to be back there next year oh and always and you, and you miss oh, i'll text you a picture of it the lumalnatis can't be the lumalnatis i'll text you a picture that's good <sighs> send you a nice send you a nice picture of the spread oh, and then no. and then and, and 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 then also when we make breakfast great again right before that <laughs> well, uh, were you? Uh, I was about to say, were you and Loser going to uh, Grandma's house? But no, you guys go to that that place over near the draft as sort of the the, the new hangouts. Well, yeah, because it's like literally what five minutes from right where we have the draft up there in Skokie, I believe it's in now. Uh, you know, those northern suburbs all just kind of blend together, but I believe it's officially in Skokie. Um. Or one Either of those. the places in Skokie and the restaurants technically in Lincolnwood or or vice versa. One it's of one or the other. Yeah, but yeah. Yeah, Lincolnwood really kind of five. blends into Skokie. Yeah. It's five blocks away from, from the draft place. Right. And maybe 20, 25 minutes away from where I stay at the hotel. And then we'll get done with the draft, figure out, you know, and that's usually done by two thirty, three o'clock. And then it'll be a four or five hour ride home and. Yeah, I'll be home Sunday, and then I'll, I, I may do WrestleMania. I, you know, the way you guys, I, I, I may, I may drop a line to my friend and be like, "Hey, are you guys watching WrestleMania this year?" You know, I've heard it might be a good one. <laughs> <laughs> the, all the matches should be pretty good. If you see twenty people in the ring, that's one. That's one of the two battle. There's a men's battle royal. And there's a women's battle royal. Well, you I, can skip I, I know what a battle royal. I know what a battle okay. royal is. All right, no, I, I just, I'm just saying if you see a whole bunch of guys, there's not it's not a big oh, okay. ten man tag team match or anything. It's it's the battle royals. You can skip oh, that. Oh yeah, 
Yeah. Well, those usually are pretty lame at the beginning yeah. anyways, because it's just a bunch of people getting... And it's really poorly acted. Yes. Like, even yeah, even the, more than... Some, some of the guys let them... Yeah, some of the people looks like they're letting themselves over the top rope. Like, yeah, <laughs> let me help you. I'll show myself out now. I got play to catch. Mm-hmm. So, all right. way to get everybody on the on the on the payroll. So I don't all even right. know if I want to try outro music if it'll even play. Oh, I'll, I'll give it a shot. I'll try the the, right. the newest song that I that I uploaded. Uh, he is Jay. I am Dre. This has been Kings of Non Sequitur, the off season version of a much less detailed podcast. Hope you enjoyed your WrestleMania preview. Enjoy WrestleMania this coming Sunday and all of the different wrestling events before that leading up to WrestleMania. And we will talk to you probably in a couple of weeks. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Let's talk about Medi-Cal. You have a choice, and Molina makes it easy, especially when it comes to the care you need. So let's talk about you, about making your life easier, about extra help to manage your health. Let's talk about your needs now and for the future. Nobody knows Medi-Cal better than Molina. It starts with a phone call. Call 866-420-5330 or visit meetmolinaca.com. Let's talk today.